Hey, it's Kathy. I just want to let you know that I'm doing a free five-day workshop. It's called the Abundance Activation Challenge, and it starts today. And it's not too late for you to join us. Today is the last day to join. Go to kathyheller.com slash five day to sign up. The pre-party has been happening and it's been such a blast. There's so many high vibe women in there who are ready to call in more abundance. I know that you will love that you showed up for this. I'll be live at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern every day this week, teaching you how to become a master manifester. You are just going to have the best time. If you want to join us, sign up at kathyheller.com slash five day. Dance with the fear. I believe that the opposite of depression, it's not happiness, it's purpose. I believe that every single person has something unique to contribute to the world. And that's why I wanted to create a show called Don't Keep Your Day Job. Don't Keep Your Day Job is about figuring out what it is that you were here to do in this world that only you can do to make the world more whole, more beautiful, and to stop selling yourself short, and to stop sitting it out, and to figure out how to take this thing you love, whether it's art or music or screenwriting or dance or baking, and how do you weave this thing that you love into a life that you get to contribute, that you get to do what you love full time, because it's not just about business. It's about contribution. It's about meaning. That is what we seek that is what we truly want. And you absolutely are here to serve the world. And I want to help you figure out just how much value you have inside of you. And every single week, we're going to be talking to people who have something to add to help you get out of your own way, to help you be more successful, to help you be the truest expression of you. My name is Kathy Heller. I'm so glad that you're here. Let's dive in. Thanks to Zapier for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. Zapier is the easiest way to automate your work. It connects all your business software and handles work for you so you can focus on the things that matter most. Try Zapier free by going to our special link, zapier.com slash dreamjob. There's never been a better time to digitally preserve your old home movies, film reels, and photos. For a limited time, they're offering you a huge exclusive discount. Go to LegacyBox.com slash DreamJob to get 40% off your first order. With this exclusive deal, LegacyBox starts at just $45. Go to LegacyBox.com slash DreamJob and save 40% today. We're also brought to you by Skillshare. Get two months of Skillshare for free with unlimited access to thousands of classes. Go to www.skillshare.com slash DreamJob2 to start your two months now. Also, thanks to HoneyBook. If you run your own business, you're used to doing it all. But if you're struggling to get through your to-do list, HoneyBook can help. Go to HoneyBook.com slash DreamJob for 50% off your first year. Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. I cannot believe it, you guys, but um, tomorrow is two weeks from my book coming out in the world. It's just so exciting. I was in the Amazon store and I'm looking at the front table of books and I'm looking at Mark Manson's book and Gabby Bernstein's book, and James Clear, and all these people. And I'm like, oh my gosh, my book might be sitting here in two weeks. It's so exciting. And um, it's been really nice because a few people have already gotten an advanced copy and been leaving such beautiful reviews. I actually teared up today reading what this girl, Noelle, she, she sent me a DM. She said, Kathy, I was lucky enough to get your book. And I was sitting on the subway, she said, crying because I knew I was one of the first people to ever read it. And she said, I like looked around and thought, oh my gosh, I'm one of the first people to maybe carry this book on the subway in New York City and thousands of people are going to have this book soon. And she said, when I got to page four, I was already in tears. And she said, your message is just so clear. She said, I thought the book was going to be literally like just the podcast written down. And she said, but you really made it even better. She's like, if that's possible, I feel like what you wrote were like the most important, significant things. And she said, I already know a few friends I want to give it to. 
Um, Emily Stone rated the book on Goodreads and she said, if you listen to the Don't Keep Your Day Job podcast, you will love this book. It is filled with motivating success stories and pearls of wisdom for helping the reader to establish the positive and fear-facing mindset necessary of an entrepreneur. In the book, Kathy has organized her podcast material so that all the key messages of the podcast are really in one place. And each chapter features the best inspirational stories from the podcast, plus it provides short exercises at the end of each chapter to really help the reader take action towards their goal. And that really is true. One of the things I wanted to do with the book is not only to really hand you what I thought were the most essential things that would help you move forward, but to give you questions to ask yourself and to give you journal prompts so that you could really start to apply all of these things we talk about. And you know, on the show, you can listen to a whole show for an hour, then another show is an hour. But in the book, I wanted you to be able to just have something on your bedside table that really gave you a step-by-step. These are the most important things that are really going to help you to build your dream and to come back home to yourself. So I was really touched because Forbes did an interview with me and I just loved how it came out. So if you guys want to check that out, I'll put a link to that in the show notes and it tells you about why I wrote the book and what I hope that you guys will get from reading it. If you haven't already um, gotten a copy, um, go ahead and do that. If you get two copies of the book, you are going to be getting a bonus of a two-hour live workshop I'm doing on November 11th. If you can't be there live, we will send you the replay. The workshop will be two hours, plus there'll be an Ask Me Anything Q&A session, and you will get that plus a workbook that's going to come with that, and you will get all the songs that I've played on the show. So you guys, it would mean the world to me. Go ahead and buy a copy. If you already bought a copy, by the way, you didn't miss out on this workshop. Just buy one extra copy and then it all still applies. As long as you buy two copies of the book, you can get this free workshop plus the digital workbook, plus all the songs I played on the show. Plus you will know that you helped me hit the New York Times bestseller list and you helped this book really catapult into the world in such a big way so that so many people will really hear this message. And and you really have my endless gratitude. So thank you so much for supporting me. But I really do believe that you're going to love this book. So go ahead. You can buy the book at Amazon or Barnes & Noble, wherever you want. And then just go to don'tkeepyourdayjob.com slash book bonus so that you can let us know that you did go ahead and buy the two books. And we can make sure to send you all of your bonuses. Also, if you're interested in doing a one-on-one coaching session with me, or you're interested in having me come to your area to do a book tour, or if you're interested in having me do a coaching session for your book club or for a group of friends, and you want to all get together and do something over Zoom, I am open to all of those ideas. You can DM me on Instagram or email us at hello at don'tkeepyourdayjob.com, and we can even get on the phone and chat about how we can get you in on a private one-on-one session, or we can work something else out if you want to do any kind of group coaching because um, since we were leading up to the book launch, I'm definitely making time to do that. And instead of paying me for it, I'm just asking people to buy a chunk of books, which is so great because you can give them out to your friends, family, coworkers. You can give them out for Christmas gifts. Um, so now is the time to get in on that. You can DM me for details or you can reach out to me over email. I would love to see you. I've been working with a few people in one-on-one sessions and it has been so much fun, so rewarding. And I'm so glad that people are saying that they're gaining such clarity from it and feeling so encouraged and really having like a big breakthrough as to what to do next. So if you want to get in on that, definitely DM me and we can let you know how many books to order in order for me to get you a one-on-one session and get that on my calendar. Okay. So today we are doing something pretty spooky. Since Halloween is in a few days, I thought it would be appropriate to address the subject that always comes up over and over and over, which is fear. How do we deal with it? 
How do we not let it rule us? And what can we do to start exercising the muscle of courage? We actually did an episode on this topic called How to Overcome Your Fears back in 2017, where I got really vulnerable about some things I was scared to admit. So you can go take a listen to that if you haven't already. But in this episode, I wanted to share some of the best advice we've heard from our guests on the show about how to start reframing the fear and how to face things that scare us the most so that we can actually overcome and we can get unstuck. So first, let's hear from one of my favorite people in the world, the incredible blogger, entrepreneur, and best-selling author, Seth Godin. You've heard me repeat his wisdom time and time again, but this is just so good. Okay, take a listen. The reason that people get stuck isn't because they don't know what to do. It's because they're afraid. And we need to accept the fact that we are afraid. We cannot make the fear go away. I am afraid every time I'm doing important work. So is, you know, name your favorite playwright. So is everybody. Everybody. And so if you want that fear to go away and get a guarantee, it's never going to happen unless the king of Spain anoints you and says you can work, you know, in the castle all day. For everybody else, what you're going to need to do is dance with the fear, is acknowledge that the fear is present and use it as a compass, a compass that says, oh, Mm. maybe... If I tell this person this story in this way, it will make their eyes light up. Or maybe they'll hang up on me. I don't know. Let's find out. Now, here's a clip from another incredible mentor of mine, the amazing writer and life coach, Martha Beck. She's going to talk about how she deals with the fear of taking risks. And she uses this metaphor that's absolutely beautiful. And I hope you remember it whenever you confront something that feels uncomfortable for you. So take a listen. When you do something that scares you, everything, the reason I kept my child was that I was, I was in a lot of practice doing things that scared me. The reason I wrote the memoir was that I have practice in doing, I don't, it doesn't bother me when things scare me. I mean, it does. It bothers me. I don't sleep. I, my teeth chatter, but I don't care. (laughs) You tolerate it. (laughs) Yeah. You tolerate it. Yeah. And that just means that over and over and over and over again, you become vulnerable. It's like there's an image in European mysticism, like Dante's Inferno, Mm -hmm. and in Eastern mysticism with the jewel at the heart of the lotus that is of a many-petaled flower that just keeps blooming open, 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 open. Mm -hmm. And every bloom is a new shade of vulnerability. But if you keep risking and you keep doing what gives you the light, then ultimately they say, There is a jewel at the heart of the lotus. There is something in there. The true Mm -hmm. you, without fear and without suffering, that finally unfolds from the very center of that. Yeah. So I'm going to either do that or die trying. Yeah, that's amazing. Okay, now in this next clip, you're going to hear from the phenomenal entrepreneur, Evan Carmichael. He introduces the concept of actually penciling in something that you think will be challenging or scary, and he's going to tell you why it's so important. Now let's just dive into doing the uncomfortable things, the things that we're afraid of, right? You're afraid of asking people for money. You're afraid of launching a business and being judged. I want to change the conversation around the words afraid, difficult, and hard. Because you do difficult. You love scary. You love hard. Because what's the opposite? The opposite is you're doing the same thing every day. The opposite is you're living totally in your comfort zone. Yeah. The opposite is you never quit your day job and you're photocopying your life every day. You, you hate that. Yeah. You want difficult. You want scary. You want hard. 
And I tell people, if there's nothing in their calendar that is either difficult, scary, or hard in the next month, they hate their life. Mm. So you need to inject that in. And um, I have a test called the boom, boom test, where if my heart's beating, my heart's going boom, 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 boom. That's go time. Mm. That's the thing you have to do, especially if it's afraid of uh, other people's expectations or opinions or judgment, right? Mm. Like, don't go jumping from the top of your building. That's stupid. But most of the things that you're afraid of are not actually life-threatening. And so when your heart's beating, boom, 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 you teach yourself, that's when I go. Because I love difficult. I love scary. I love hard. Now, along those lines, here's a clip from Candace Nelson, the co-founder of Sprinkles Cupcakes. Plus, she has a TV show called Sugar Rush on Netflix. She generously shares how when she started her podcast, Live to Eat, she heard the same little voice of doubt that we all get when we're about to jump into something new. And here's how she dealt with it. Well, it was that little piece of me that was kind of digging at me like, oh, what business do you have having a podcast? That's not your thing. And I feel like once you give into that, which by the way, once you've had like, I've had some success in my career now, like I don't have to do that to your point. So some success, but, yeah. but I feel like if I give into that, then I'm no longer growing. And if I'm no longer growing, I'm not just stagnant. I'm dying. Right. And I just don't want fear of failure to ever stop me. And I want to model that for my kids too. Um, I think that what's fun for me about what I do is that it's so easy for them to understand and easy for them to digest. And mm -hmm. they can even participate in it. You know, mom, you should make this dessert at pizza on or mom, you really need to have that flavor at sprinkles. Like I love that, that we can all have that conversation, but yeah, I want them to be brave and be resilient and have grit. And so I need to demonstrate that for them and model that behavior on a daily basis. There's more juicy stuff coming up, but first I just want to thank our sponsors for making the show possible. It can be scary to try something new, but if you want to grow, then you have to step outside your comfort zone and let yourself get messy in the learning process. And Skillshare is here to help. Skillshare is an online learning community with thousands of classes for creators, entrepreneurs, and curious people everywhere. Whether you're figuring out your next side project, pursuing a longtime passion, or picking up a new skill for your career, Skillshare has classes for you. Join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer of two months of Skillshare for free when you go to Skillshare.com slash DreamJob2. I love their classes on watercolor painting. I'm not a visual artist, but it's just so exhilarating when you give yourself that permission to explore something you never thought you could do. And by that end of it, I was like, oh my gosh, I actually can do this. They also have great classes on Instagram that have been really helpful. If watercolors and Instagram aren't your thing, you can always learn something else like logo design, hand lettering, branding, public speaking, you name it, they've got it. And right now you can get two months of unlimited access to their thousands of classes for free. To sign up, go to Skillshare.com slash DreamJob2. That's the number two. Again, go to Skillshare.com slash DreamJob2 to start your two months now. When you started your business, did you dream about all those admin tasks like drafting proposals and contracts and tracking down payments and making invoices? I'll bet that wasn't part of your vision. That's why you need HoneyBook. HoneyBook is an online business management tool that organizes your client communications, bookings, contracts, and invoices all in one place. They have professional templates, e-signatures, and built-in automation to keep everything on track and make you look good. They even consolidate services you already use like QuickBooks, Google Suite, Excel, and MailChimp or Gmail so you can spend more time on the parts of 
your business that you do actually love. No wonder it's the number one choice for client and business management for freelancers and business owners. I'm not super organized when it comes to systems and automation, so thank goodness there's HoneyBook to help me look like I've actually got my act together. And right now, HoneyBook is offering our listeners 50% off when you visit honeybook.com slash dreamjob. Payment is flexible, and this promotion applies whether you pay monthly or annually. Go to honeybook.com slash dreamjob for 50% off your first year. That's honeybook.com slash dreamjob. Now let's listen to the amazing Ruth Sukup, who has such an awesome podcast and wrote a whole book called Do It Scared. She came on the podcast a second time with us to talk about all the years that she learned how to face her fears and what she's learned from researching fear itself. She's going to talk about where our fear stems from, and then she shares a few of her principles of courage. The first one starts with our mindset, which is that's anything in life. It's all about mindset. It's all about learning how to reshape our thoughts and reframe our thoughts in a more positive way, in a growth-oriented way that's going to help us move past the roadblocks that are keeping us stuck. Of course. So once you can start to see those patterns and you start to see, oh my gosh, this stuff that I was happening subconsciously that I didn't really realize, you still have to replace those thoughts and those beliefs that have been with you for your whole life with a new set of core beliefs, which I call the principles of courage. Yeah. And you talk about this in the book and it's incredible and how it's so important to adopt this new set of beliefs, which of course, I mean, we look for the evidence of whatever we believe is true, depending on the way you believe about things will be the way you experience the world. So it is so crucial. So let's talk about what you call the principles of courage. Yeah. So there's seven of them. And that's exactly everything that you just said is true. It's just a matter of changing the way that we think about things. So one of my principles of courage is there are no mistakes, only lessons. And for someone like a perfectionist who is so afraid of making mistakes, reframing that thought to turn that into one of your core beliefs that there are no mistakes, only lessons, and that the pain of regret is worse than the pain of failure and starting to to rethink the way you look at making mistakes in your life. That's a huge, huge, huge deal. And it will change everything because all of a sudden you start going, oh, maybe a mistake isn't the worst thing that could happen. Maybe this is okay. Again, it starts with the mindset. Before you can act, you have to start changing the way you think. Absolutely. And when you talk about doing it scared, explain how getting into action is what ultimately helps you find the courage. Because that to people seems so counterintuitive. Well, it's sort of like what we were talking about at the beginning. You know, here I've written an entire book about fear. I've been studying this for over two years now. I've been doing a podcast about fear. I've been an entrepreneur for the last 10 years. This is my sixth book and I'm still terrified. Fear doesn't go away. Fear will be with you, but it doesn't have to control you. And those are two different things. Learning how to act despite your fear is the only thing that will actually help you overcome it. Because every time you are willing to take one action step in the right direction, even in the face of fear, to actually do it scared, that gives you more courage to do the next thing that's a little bit harder and a little bit scarier because you can say, oh, I did this one thing. Now I can do this next thing. And now I can do this next thing. Courage is like a muscle. So the more we exercise it, the stronger it gets. Once you've learned how to keep taking action in the face of fear, you're willing to do it more and more and more and again and again and again. 
Okay, now Ruth is going to give you some practical steps on how to deal with your fear. And I think this is such a good reminder of the actions that we don't always do regularly, but they can push the needle forward so much in the long run. The first thing I like to tell people is even before you've taken this step is to give yourself permission to actually think about where you want to go, to dream big. And I don't think that we always allow ourselves the freedom to do that because that fear is so prevalent and because it happens so automatically, we automatically censor ourselves too. We censor our thoughts, we censor our dreams, we censor our goals into what we think is reasonable and doable and achievable. That's right. That's the first exercise I would recommend is for 30 minutes, set the timer, give yourself permission to dream without editing, to turn off that Mm. little voice that's in your head and to actually just give yourself the freedom to think, what would I really want to do if nothing was standing in my way? What is that thing that fires me up? And from there, then the next step would be to get in touch with your why and to really connect whatever it is that you've just thought about doing with some bigger goals, some bigger dream with why that matters to you. What makes that something that gets you fired up? And I think that we don't always know how to connect that. But I think that what I learned through the course of this research was that for so many people, when it came to actually overcoming fear, what we found is that Every single time, without question, there was always a catalyst for somebody, something that helped them finally push past that fear. But those catalysts Mm. were on a continuum. So they ranged from things that were completely outside of that person's control, something like, you know, a trauma or an accident or some life changing event that was completely outside of their, their control to the other side of the continuum, which was something that was completely inside of their control, like, They just woke up one morning and decided, I don't want to live like this anymore and made this determination Mm -hmm. that they were going to change. So completely controlled versus completely out of control. And then for most people, it was somewhere in the middle range, right? They either had some sort of opportunity or they had a coach or a mentor that really helped them, or they just started reading a lot of self-help books or listening to self-help podcasts. And that started to encourage them. And what I realized is that for a lot of people, The next step, once you've kind of figured out what you want to do is if you can't immediately connect with your why, and for some people, the why is very clear, but it's not always clear for other people. But if you can't connect with your why, you can manufacture your own catalyst. So you can do things like what you're doing right now, listening to a podcast like this, and that can start to push you in that right direction. This listening to this actually is taking a step. And so continue doing that. Or maybe maybe the next step for you then is hiring a coach, hiring a mentor, especially if you're a rule follower, finding somebody who will give you more steps that you can follow so that you're actually taking the next step and the next step after that. Okay, this next clip, you're going to hear from the amazing best-selling author and performance coach, Todd Herman. He's going to share this super key strategy that he's taught to top professionals and Olympic athletes so they can step up to the plate and tackle the obstacle in front of them. I've seen it all. I've worked with people all around the world. I've seen different backgrounds and there are so many common threads that weave everyone together. And one of the ones that I found that weaved the consistent athletes that were playing at a high level was this use of an alter ego. And what does that mean, the alter ego? Let's go into that. You know, all of us, we build up a narrative around who we are, you know, what we think that we're capable of, you know, because we just get layered on with maybe some years of self-doubt 
But a phrase I want people to really think about and ruminate on as a, as a major takeaway of the conversation is human beings, we will always act through whatever we associate ourselves with. Hmm. That's why our identity and shifting someone's identity can be the fastest way to relinquish the strings of resistance that holds many people back. Oh because God. the moment that you start acting through a new identity, I don't need to work with you on behavior change. I don't need to work with you on habit change. I don't need to work with you on changing your thinking because you have now just adopted a brand new identity. And the great thing about this is it's built into how we all operate very naturally. Every single person that's listening, Kathy has already used an alter ego or a secret identity. It's what we did when we were kids, when we would jump off the couch and see how far we could jump if we were Batman or Wonder Woman or pretending to be our favorite athlete or pretending to you know, play dress up. And, and it's all that playful, creative imagination that we naturally do as kids. And we're trying on these new ways of thinking playfully where we go, I wonder what I could do if, mm. and yet we start to walk away from it as we grow older and we start to quote unquote, act like an adult, which we see what our influences are around us. And we go, oh, well, adults seem to be more serious and they seem right. to be more like, you know, agitated and frustrated. And we start to adopt that. And we move away from this super powerful part and gift of what we're given, which is our creative imagination. And an alter ego helps us tap into that where we can, in a very short amount of time, start acting to and through a new idea that we're inspired by could be Oprah, could be a lion, insert anyone or anything that you're connected with. And what you've just done is you've untethered yourself from your own narrative, what you are currently associating yourself with. And now you're associating yourself with someone and something else that now draws out of you the natural traits that you've already got. So mm, this isn't about beautiful. faking something. This is about you actually releasing and activating the things that are naturally there unencumbered by the narratives that might be stopping people. Okay, now we're going to hear from Mira Lee Patel, who wrote the beautiful book, My Friend Fear. And she shares why it's so important to be aware of our fear and listen to what it's telling us. As soon as we start imagining a different life for ourselves, that's when the fear starts creeping in. That's when the self-doubt and all the obstacles really appear and we begin to talk ourselves out of the dream. And I really think that what your fear is telling you is it's almost an affirmation of the dream. Mm. It's telling you that you really want the dream wow. and you feel scared of not having the dream and you are aware of all the things that could go wrong on the way to that dream. Yeah. And that point is usually what stops people when they say, okay, I'm going to forget about this. I'm going to stay in comfort. I'm going to stay in familiarity. But what I wish people could realize is that's all that fear is telling you. All it's telling you is that you want something and that it is important to you and that it is meaningful to you and that you might feel disappointed if you don't have it. Yeah. And if you can get to that place where you can realize your own resilience and that maybe there are multiple ways to each dream, you'll know that even if you're disappointed on the way to one of them, there's another way to that same dream. And there's nothing stopping you from pursuing that path. It's yeah. only you that's stopping you. That, that's really beautiful. I mean, that was so encouraging. In the book, you say there's a beautiful illustration um, where you wrote, 
what dreams are hiding between your fears? And it says, the only thing standing between you and your greatest wish is your greatest fear. Fear of failure, fear of Mm -hmm. loving my imperfections, fear of heartbreak, fear of complacency, and fear of rejection. That is it. So how do Mm -hmm. we navigate our way through those fears and sort of allow them to wash away or dance with them? So what I've learned in my journey with fear is that the more you ignore it and the more you shy away from it and the more you run away from it, um, the more control it has over you. Oh my gosh. Really? I love that. (laughs) Don't run from it. Yeah. The more go head on. Don't run from it because the more you avoid it, the more power you're giving it. And the more it occupies all of the dark recesses in your mind that you don't pay attention to, but you know, there's that music playing in the background. And the more you ignore it, the more fear is playing the music. Mm. And so the question I ask myself the most when I think about fear and when I'm thinking about, you know, is this fear good enough? Should it stop me? Should I let it stop me? What if this happens? What if I fail? What if my heart gets broken? What if I'm rejected? The best response over and over that I can come up with is, so what? That's, you know, so what? I'm going to get my heart broken? Well, that's happened before. And what came out of that? So many lessons. A stronger, more beautiful person. Yeah. A person who knows what she wants and what she's looking for. A person who's not going to put up with A, B, and C. Yeah. So what if I fail? I have failed so many times. I fail in some way every day. But aren't I learning constantly? Aren't I having different experiences? Isn't my ability to withstand failure, to withstand rejection, to be disappointed, isn't that growing infinitely each time? And aren't I a more resilient, stronger, more capable person because of it? Aren't those failures rolling off my shoulders? Aren't they no big deal anymore? Yeah, you're right. And so you're right. Yeah, that's the question I come to. So what? It never seems good enough. You know, that so what? The idea that I shouldn't experience that failure or that heartbreak, that never feels good enough or better than actually trying and going for it. And so what if it doesn't work out? Yep. And here's another important point for Mira about how we can let fear let us become who we truly are. It's a fascinating way of reframing it and looking at it through a new lens. I love where you say in the book, fear is here to help you be who you really are. Your unadulterated Mm -hmm. self. I really think so. What does that mean? Well, I would say that fear, all of the things that you're afraid of, for example, the one about, you know, the fear of loving my imperfections. I think that one is really hard for people because you go through most of your life, no matter how old you are, hating certain parts of yourself, wishing they were different, whether it's physical or emotional, Mm -hmm. whether it's a habit you just can't kick. There's a lot of self-loathing that we grow up with. And there's a lot of self-loathing that's encouraged in our culture. That's interesting. You know, we live in a commercial world, and I think in order for commercialism to survive, 
people have to be told that they need to be different. Right. Or you're not enough. You re- what you really need is you need this product or what you Absolutely. really need is this vacation because that's yes. going to make you happier or going to make you more interesting. You really need to buy this thing in order for you to be whole. I get that. Yes. And we are raised with a reliance on external happiness rather than internal yeah, happiness. That's true. So like you were saying, that product, that trip, this lifestyle, that is meant to solve unhappiness rather than being told that if we could love ourselves, we would be happy. And you don't need a thing outside of your own heart to have that. Yeah. And so when I say that fear can help you love all of you, I'm saying that fear has the ability to help you love your imperfections and to realize that maybe those imperfections are actually marks of beauty. And they are the pieces that prevent you from being somebody else. And that's an amazing thing. They're what make you you. Yeah. And if we can learn to embrace them, to love them, to accept them, and to to really find joy in them, I think we would be happier, less fearful people. And so when your fear says, I don't want people to see this part of me, I don't want to share this. I wish this would be different. When that, when your fear and anxiety is saying that to you, telling you to shut away parts of yourself, if you can change your perspective of that fear and you can say, my fear is telling me that A, B, and C need to see the light. Yeah. I need to share these parts of myself. I need to figure out why I'm trying to paint over them, why I'm trying to avoid looking in the mirror why I think they're so ugly to me, if I can reconcile those things, I will be all of me. Yeah. And I can share all of me with the world and I can let people love all of me. Okay, before we keep going, let's just take a quick ad break. I remember when I was first growing my business, I spent so much time moving data from email to spreadsheets to other systems. It would have been amazing to wave a magic wand and have that all done for me. And that's where Zapier comes in. Zapier is the easiest way to automate your work. It connects all your business software and handles work for you so you can focus on the things that'll really move the needle. Just go to our special link, zapier.com slash dreamjob, connect the apps you use most and let Zapier take it from there. Zapier lets you instantly engage with leads, send them to a CRM or spreadsheet, and then notify your team so they can take action on every opportunity. That's not all. Zapier supports more than 1,500 business applications. The possibilities are virtually endless. I know lately a lot of you have been signing up for our book bonuses or retreats, and my team needs to have tools to easily manage all that information between Google Forms, lead pages, active campaign. It's a lot. But Xavier gives us peace of mind that it'll all be in sync and we won't have to worry about something falling through the cracks. Best of all, you don't even need to know coding or hire a developer to build the exact solution you need in minutes. More than 4.5 million people are saving an average of 40 hours per month by using Xavier and you can join them. Right now through November, try Xavier free by going to our special link, xavier.com slash dreamjob. That's Z-A-P-I-E-R.com slash dreamjob for your free 14-day trial, xavier.com slash dreamjob. For my 40th birthday, my sister put together a video with lots of old photos and video clips from when we were growing up, and it reminded me how much I love watching old home videos and how important it is to preserve those memories. And Legacy Box is making that possible. I've used Legacy Box to save our old videotapes and photos. It's so easy. I just sent them the stuff, and they professionally digitize everything onto a thumb drive. You can also get it as a digital download or DVD. Every item comes with easy-to-follow instructions and safety barcodes and personalized updates at every step, and they send you all 
all the original recorded moments back along with perfectly preserved digital copies. It was so much fun to show all of these to my kids and experience the joy and nostalgia of reliving the glory days and even the not so glory days. Plus, it's such a great way to declutter those closets and shelves where all those films and photos were just sitting there collecting dust. There's never been a better time to digitally preserve your memories. Visit LegacyBox.com today to get started. Plus, for a limited time, they're offering my listeners an exclusive discount. Go to LegacyBox.com slash DreamJob to get 40% off your first order. That's LegacyBox.com slash DreamJob and save 40% today. Get started preserving your past. The next clip is from the amazingly talented artist and writer, Lisa Congdon. I love what she says about fear and how you can actually use it to your advantage. I think the greatest deterrent for people around fear is the sense of loneliness. I think when we're in deep fear, it is a very isolating feeling. True fear is like the most lonely, alone feeling you can feel, right? If we have a sense that other people are just as scared as we are about the same thing, there's some power that gets taken away from the fear, right? And so one of the things that I talk about when I talk about fear is just recognizing that every single person feels it. Your idol feels it. Your next door neighbor feels it. The artist you love on Instagram feels it. Um, Beyonce feels it. Yes. Everybody feels fear. <laughs> and, sure she does. And, and that never goes away. And you don't want it to really, because that, yeah. your fear is part of what makes, gives you humanity, right? It keeps you humble yeah. and, and connected to other human beings. And so it's really about like feeling the fear, knowing that the fear is there to protect you. Like your fear is really trying to help you. It's like trying to keep you out of a dangerous situation. <laughs> Sometimes mm-hmm. it serves a really good purpose, but sort of understanding that it's a feeling and not reality, especially when it comes yeah. to making art. When it's about your art, it's typically like, oh, I'm afraid that, you know, this doesn't look how it's supposed to look. It's not good enough or, you yeah. know, I'm not making as quick progress in my skills as I should be or other people's work is better than mine. You know, there's a lot of comparison that goes on. Yeah. Have you ever dealt with this kind of fear where sometimes I meet people who it seems as though they've convinced themselves that they don't even want the thing as a way to protect themselves from being scared of oh, it. Yeah. Like I'll meet someone who's so talented and I'm like, why aren't you doing stand up? You're so funny. Oh, I, I don't want to do it. It's like, you don't want it or you're afraid to get on stage because everyone's telling you you're hysterical or you don't like it or you're afraid, you know, like I, I and I know it's hard to own that because then what if you say, what if you actually do want it? And then you have to take accountability for the fact that you're scared. But I find that that's like the most fascinating strategy. It's like, oh, yeah, I just don't want I'm going to convince myself I'm totally fine and I don't want anything. Another strategy is imposter syndrome, right? Like this, this mm-hmm. sense of like fe- making yourself small, like I don't deserve this. And right. so like making yourself feel small, which is a reaction, totally. to fear, you know, so then we just stop doing it or we do it. Right. Or why shadows. would I do it? Because yeah. it doesn't happen for people like me. So it's all good. Like it's not yeah, going to happen. So what's the point? Yeah. But you know, it's like if you can t- kind of work through the fear and especially if you're trying to make work that is like new and different and you aren't sure people are going to like it, like nothing great has ever happened in this world, creative or otherwise, without people taking risks, right? Like, otherwise, it wouldn't be considered great. It's just like a normal, comfortable thing. And so understanding that we're not alone, understanding that, you know, that's part of being human, and that, you know, befriending your fear, there's like a picture on the chapter opener for that chapter, that's like, a guy giving a bear a hug. (laughs) Because like, I talk about giving fear a bear hug. And then also, yeah, sort of like confronting all of our beliefs about 
whether we deserve something or whether we really want something mm-hmm. because all of those things can get in the way. I mean, creativity is so vulnerable that, you know, everyone's creative, like everyone has creative thoughts, but, you know, only a small portion of us are actually, you know, doing it every day for a living because it's terrifying. And most people bail. They might even start a creative career and bail because it feels too vulnerable um, compared to other things they yes. could be doing with their lives. So it does take a lot of courage, I think. So finally, I want to share something that Sarah Blondin said when it comes to making new growth. I think this is something we always strive to do. Like we always envision ourselves going to the next level, but sometimes we hit this upper limit when the opportunity actually arises because we don't think we can. So she tells you how she managed that feeling and how you can let yourself step into that next growth point. So when you are doing big work in the world, you're going to have to face new growth and new growth and new growth. And, And I always look at Tony Robbins because I'm like, everything that he teaches, he's had to do himself. So everything we're teaching, they're creating their practices based on how they overcame and how they grew. You just hit on something so huge. Yeah. I think that there's a part of us Mm -hmm. that always, always, always forgets how big we are. We don't know how big we are. The biggest question we get, it's fear that shows up as who am I to do this? Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I'm enough mm-hmm. to the extent we believe we're enough. Mm-hmm. Amazing things start to unfold. How do we start to understand that we're bigger than we think and we are enough? The only thing that I have learned thus far is that part of the human experience is to forget all of that, to suffer an amnesia of the spirit when we are born. And that is part of the agreement. (laughs) So a part of me has learned to rest in my agreement to be human. And what that means is I know I'm going to have to wrestle with all of these things until I can return to the light. And all of these moments of conflict or places that I feel less than are literally uh, like an outstretched palm saying, what do you choose? Are you going to explore this? Are you going to explore this? And it's about mastery of the being. You are learning mastery of your being and you're learning to vote every day for who you want to show up as and who you want to show up for. So I could have succumbed to my panic and anxiety about this new growth point I was at. And I could have crawled back. I could have canceled my talks. But I had this incredible experience in meditation where my soul was like exuberant. It was so excited. It was like, babe, this is what we want. Like, this is what I'm here to do. And it was like, we are, I am so excited. My soul was more powerful than my fear. And it has always been. And so has yours. We have to learn to listen to the soul that is excited at these things and learn at each growth point to step into the soul instead of the fear. And however that looks for you, you know, you might go dance when you're at a growth point and you are feeling so stuck in the fear. As long as you're moving your body and you're moving the energy, that's how you vote, right? Some people it's doing yoga, some people it's drumming, whatever it is, as long as you're voting for the soul, you are eventually going to grow and rise above the fear at each new growth point. So I find panic, anxiety, depression are growth points that are asking you, you're standing at a threshold. 
And they're saying, babe, what do you want to do? What are you going to do? And that is your chance to walk through the fear and go into the higher version. And then again, you're collecting that evidence. You're getting bigger. You're getting bigger. Okay, guys. Well, I hope that this reminded you of some things that you needed to hear. Here are some takeaways. Number one, dance with the fear. Number two, schedule something that scares you on your calendar. Number three, there are no mistakes, only lessons. The pain of regret is worse than the pain of failure, so go for it. Number four, acting despite your fear is the only way to overcome it. Number five, give yourself permission to dream big. Number six, your fear is just an affirmation of your dream. Number seven, the more you try to run from your fear, the more it controls you. The best response you can give is, so what? Number eight, fear can help you love your imperfections and be fully you. And number nine, vote for yourself, vote for your soul. Thank you guys so much for listening. I know without a shadow of a doubt that there are a million other things you could be doing with your time and it means so much to me that you're here. If you want to hear other awesome episodes we have coming up, then please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen and leave us a rating and review. If you want to help us grow, the very best thing you can do is buy a copy of the book. The more books we sell, the more people are going to want to turn to the podcast and they're going to be sharing this with friends and more and more people will be doing the thing that really lights them up. If this episode inspired you, share this episode with a friend. Maybe it will bring them home to themselves so that they can leave more of their imprint on the world because you guys, it is totally possible to be more of ourselves every single day. I love you guys. I'll leave you with a song of mine. I'll talk to you on Thursday. The podcast is a production of Authentic. For more info on advertising in this show, visit AuthenticShows.com.